This episode of the Rock Solid Podcast is brought to you by U-Turn Audio. Brilliant sound starting at 199 bucks. Everyone deserves a remarkable listening experience, and you'll get it with U-Turn Audio. Check them out at U-TurnAudio.com. Hi, this is John Davison from Yes, and you're listening to the Rock Solid Podcast. to be this is small town music this is big town music he's ahead of his time you know but he can't use it if only he could prove it well tomorrow's just a song away a song away a song away hey everybody welcome to rock solid the comedy podcast for all things music both new and classic i'm pat francis and joining me in the zoom room to promote his new album with the legendary band Yes, entitled Mirror to the Sky. Please welcome lead vocalist John Davison. Hello, John. Hey there, Pat. How you doing? I am I am well. I uh I'm so excited because I've had the pleasure of talking to Jeff a couple years ago and then Steve when the last album came out. But mm. I've always wanted to get the man who's been singing these songs. For the past 11 years, 12 years now, you've been in Yes? Yeah, that's right. Wow, what a ride it's been. Man. Let me ask you this. how After these 11 years, how important yeah. is it for you to have a branch on the Yes family tree? Oh, well, it's such an honor. I mean, I grew up listening to Yes. And I matured as a musician, all within the school of Yes, you might say. So... You know, to be part of the alum is such a immense honor. Yeah, because the list is long. But, yes. <laughs> um, the uh, the guys on vocalists, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, how many is, is, there, is there four? Four. Yeah, I would make four, wouldn't I? You would be number four. Yeah. Uh, I've had the pleasure to see you with the band many times. Most recently was at the Ford Theater in Los Angeles. That was pre-pandemic. Uh, oh, yeah. That and was the 50th anniversary tour, uh, 2018. Yes, it was. And you guys were covering songs from all, all eras. It was really cool. Yesterday, a morning came a smile upon your face. Scissors from this morning glory, silly human race. And I just wanted to say, for me, you have gotten better and better as a live performer with this band. Just so fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, it's quite a learning curve. So <laughs> thank so, uh, you, though. It must be difficult to sing this catalog of songs night after night. It must be taxing uh, for any vocalist to do this. What do you do to keep the pipes uh, going night after night? 
Yeah, well, you know, it is, it's, um, it's challenging, but in ways you don't imagine. In other words, it's not taxing in the sense that I'm going up and trying to sing Robert Plant ferocity. It's a <laughs> right. whole different type of thing. It's actually very gentle singing that is truer to, um, you know, maybe, you know, what you'd find in opera or choir or something, you know, not to make it, not to make it sound less rocky than it is. Right. Cause there's definitely some power behind it, but actually um, a lot of the, the uh, amplification on the other end of the mic is doing that. And okay. so I found a, a, a real balance and I think that was hard for Benoit personally. And I say that with complete respect and sympathy uh, Benoit David, who came before me, I had that obstacle as well, where you go up and you think you have to really push it. And there's a way, and it took me a couple of years to get beyond that learning curve where I could sing it with grace and control, with passion and power, but with grace and control. It's a balance. Nice. Yeah. And I, I had the pleasure of seeing Benoit also. And um, yeah, it's a, diff it's a difficult uh, catalog of songs to sing sometimes. Yes. What I, what I enjoy about you is you're you're not trying to imitate um John Anderson. You you your voice okay. just has that same timbre and range that that he has. It's still yeah. and yeah. It, it just fits the band perfectly, just perfectly. In a way that was a happy accident because as I said I grew up listening to Yes but I was a guitarist and bass player primarily. Mm -hmm. So I was more focused on that, the instrumental aspect of Yes. And I always revered John Anderson, obviously, and his beautiful melodies and stuff. But it, I was primarily a fan of the music. Okay. And then when necessity just called for me to sort of try and sing it, I just happened to have that voice. So. <laughs> yeah, that is a happy accident. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. This is always difficult for me to define. Um, for example, uh, my wife said, who are you interviewing today? And I told her, you know, John Davison from Yes. It, uh, it's a prog rock band. And my wife asked me, what's prog rock? And John, mm. I can never define it. Are you able okay. to define it? Well, I'll try. I tend to tell people who ask me that all the time that it's a hybrid of not only rock and roll, but classical, jazz, folk. In fact, on an adventurous level, it embraces any style of music and tries to incorporate it and create a beautiful hybrid. Well, you know what? That was well stated. And you you can borrow that if you want, Pat. <laughs> I'll have to remember. <laughs> that was a lot, but I'll, I'll memorize that. But it is true. This music does incorporate all those things. And, yes. um, yeah. Oh, okay. I love it. Uh, <laughs> the current lineup of yes, I know who it is. Let the listeners know who currently is in the band. I know that this is the first album recorded without Alan White because of yes. this thing. Yeah. And we say rock and peace, Alan White, uh, let everyone know, let everyone know who is currently in the band. Okay. Well, there's Steve Howe, Jeff Downs, myself, Billy Sherwood, who stepped in bravely and courageously and well-skilled uh, for Chris Squire since his passing. May he, how'd you say, rock in peace? Rock in peace, Chris <laughs> Squire. Yes. And now Jay Shellen, who's actually uh, 
been aiding Alan since 2016. He now has the full-time drum chair. It's very difficult for Billy and Jay because they need to step in and they need to, in some ways, I don't want to say mimic, but they have to, they have to service the songs in the way Chris and Alan did, but they also need to insert themselves and their own personality into these live performances. Yeah. How is that? How is that working? How is Jay fitting in and able to pay tribute to Alan, but also be Jay? Well, the first thing I can think of is when Taylor first saw him perform, my dear late friend, Taylor Hawkins. Yes. And may he rock in peace. Uh, That was 2016 when we were doing the Tales tour. And he had no idea what he was stepping into to witness, but he was, he, I remember him saying, Jay is like the perfect drummer. Yeah. He's absolutely the perfect, the same mindset, the same spirit, his own groove, obviously. And I'll talk about that in a minute, but somehow he's so schooled in the white sort of style that it it was, it was almost chilling how perfect it was. And then, you know, it's so true with, with, Billy, who ultimately was a protege of Chris's. Yeah. And they do, they go up on stage. And I think the first priority, and I relate to this because I have the same first priority, it's to give the fans what they came for. And that's the nostalgic experience. So we're doing everything we possibly can to render a performance that is faithful to the original. You know, this is music people fell in love to. This is music people dreamed by. Um, it's so many things to so many people. So that's our first priority. But then, as you said, you have to also incorporate the right amount, the right ingredient of individuality so that it's genuine, that it comes right. across heartfelt. And um, that's a constant tightrope that artists like us in our position have to walk. And it's, it's, uh, it's challenging at times, but ultimately a blessing because we just love the music so much and we love these artists that we now follow. Well, you guys, I'm telling you, you guys are giving us uh, the fans what we, what we want when we come to these live shows, you guys are always mixing up the set list. You know, you give us a, you give us the tried and true, but then so many gems hidden in these live sets, you guys are not afraid to dig deep and, uh, and really go for it. And um, yeah, thank you. I can't even imagine when, who creates the set list? Who's who's responsible? Is it a, is it by committee? Steve does primarily. Okay. And then we can fine tune it and tweak it by committee. Okay. But that's as you pointed out, yeah, there's deep cuts and there's that spirit of like tackling, you know, new territory with the yes canon. And Steve's so good about that. He's so, he's such a purist. And he stayed so true to, you know, what is best within the yes canon. And I really admire that in him. And it's made such a blessing for us new guys to be able to, you know, live out our sort of <laughs> rock and roll fantasy, if you will. When Steve will throw out like a deep track, like he'll say, if yeah. he says, hey, I think in the next tour, we're going to try this. Are you guys excited? Or are you guys like, oh, yeah. we're going to do that? Oh, boy, this is going to be tricky to learn this. Yeah, I imagine it, the first response would be, you know, hesitant if <laughs> if you saw it more as work. Right. But to us, okay. it's like, oh my God, this is great. We can dig our fingers into, you know, the, the yes pie of our ultimate, you know, <laughs> dreams and aspirations. 
Um, you know, when I joined immediately, well, we did the 2012 tours and then the band felt confident enough to say, well, let's look into some deeper tracks and things we hadn't done in a long time. In fact, let's just do an album series. And that was a great uh, a tribute. I felt that, you know, they had confidence in me enough to do that. But anyways, I remember thinking, oh, this is fantastic. I mean, this is great. Yeah, it is a lot of work. And yes, that learning curve was there to gracefully sing through it all. But but ultimately, it's, you know, your first reaction is one of great anticipation. That's good. That's excellent. Because again, if it's uh, if it doesn't feel like work, that's the fun part. Yeah. So this is the band's second album of new material in what three three years or so yeah are you guys on a creative stride right now because i have to tell you these these two albums are so good and i think the new album mirror to the sky it it's the best of the three albums you've been a part of john it it just keeps getting better for me oh great thank you yeah i think that um there's a lot of contributing factors as to why yes wasn't that um creatively productive between 2014 heaven and earth and 2021 the quest and you know in 2015 we lost chris and then not long after that alan began his ongoing health issues Mm -hmm. and then oh my goodness in 2017 steve lost his dear son virgil something a parent should never have to go through and then and then i think we all felt that it was a time understandably so a time of healing for Steve. And I think that that period was when he as an artist created Love Is, his last solo album. Right. Which I have, as a side note, happened to be honored to play on. But anyway, so there was all that. There was a time of healing. And then I think um, Alan's health relatively improved. And we were all focused and ready to do the quest. Excellent. But then the pandemic happened. Right. And even though we couldn't tour, there was a silver lining behind that in that all our focus was solely um, focused on doing the new album. That's all we had to do. I was living in England at the time anyways with my girlfriend, Emily, now my wife. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And uh, Steve and I spent a lot of time together. Jeff was there. Alan and Billy were able to create the drums and bass in LA. And I think, as you pointed out, The Quest was the first album with this particular lineup. Right. Including Jay, the six of us. Jay also did a lot of percussion and added a lot in that way. 
And what it did is it gave us our confidence back, I think. It proved that we could do it. And that was the stride that it gave us. So the quest was really the, the test run, if you will, to what can now happen. And so when we stepped in to do Mirror of the Sky, you know, all the components were already greased. Whenever Yes releases an album like Mirror to the Sky, mm-hmm. like, I never think it's the last Yes album. I, I just never do. Like, I right. never think it's going to be the, like a lot of bands, I'm like, oh, this is probably the swan song. This is probably it. Mm. But with Yes, for some reason, I'm like, oh, no, this is just the new one. Yeah, it's so exciting. And it's a combination of the younger energy that Billy Jay and myself bring to it. And of course, you know, Jeff is just such a talent that he can add so much organic quality playing, you know, the Hammond B3 and grand piano, you know, real instruments that add so much. And um, it goes back to Steve as our producer, because he's just, again, such a purist and there's no slowing down for the guy. It's amazing how prolific and creative he is. And that definitely like inspires all of us. Let me ask you this. When you join the band or you mm-hmm. first, you first get in a room just as a meeting with, with Steve Howe, someone that you've, I can say, I think idolized or worshiped your entire uh, musical life. How do you keep the fan in you? How do you push that down? So because you want to be on the same, you know, level as him as a bandmate, when you first meet him, I don't know if I would be able to like, just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And that was a concern of mine at first, but you know, with Chris and Alan and, and Steve, I immediately felt comfortable because right off the bat, they treat you like that equal band member. So that immediately uh, relaxes you and helps you sort of understand that what to say and what not to say. Yeah. Your, your first priority then is to make them feel comfortable as well. So right. you relax and you just pretend like, Oh yeah, I've always been here. You know, <laughs> you sort of, <laughs> you sort of reserve the, the fanboy in you until, you know, it's appropriate, but they love hearing that too. They, they love the flattery as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> the um, I remember when I picked up uh, when I purchased the uh, 2014 Heaven and Earth album, and you know I am always a guy who goes right for the uh, I want to read all the credits. And um, okay. when I saw that you co-wrote seven of the eight songs, for me I knew this guy's a part of the band. He's not mm. a voice a voice for hire. They respect him as an equal in this band. So uh, bravo. Cause um, 
I don't know how that works. Do you, were you comfortable enough to bring ideas in on that first record? Yeah. Um, I enjoy most sort of being a glue, if you will, to bring other people's ideas to full manifestation. So I'll encourage collaboration first and foremost. Um, I almost work better when I have some parameters, some definition of what the music is. If I'm left to my own devices and I'm just creating music, like there's sort of no end to it. I've got so many scattered ideas and I, I need to feed off of people. And I hope to do a solo album at one point when I can sort of gather those around me. But within, yes, it's, it's great because um, I think Steve always relied on John Anderson as a songwriter partner. Yeah. And so it was just sort of required and expected of me to step in and fill that shoe, at least fill the chair. Let's see what I can do. But I, he needed someone to bounce ideas off with. And that's why it was perfect. I was in England and we could get together. And also, again, I was initiating collaboration. Nice. And the, the album Heaven and Earth kicks off with Believe Again, which is a co-write with you and Steve. and. um I love that song. It was a great way to kick off that record. And um, it, it, you know, just exciting as a fan. Okay, so you were talking about heaven and earth. I'm sorry. I yes, was yes, yes. More, sorry, I missed that. I was more talking about the current situation with the quest. Well, yes, I, I just went back to heaven and earth because, okay, um, okay. again, because you wrote. But you know what? The answer you gave, it works for any of these three records. So it's fine. But um, yeah, when uh, when I read the credits for heaven and earth and saw that you wrote seven of the eight tracks, I was excited by that because that's when okay. I knew that you're not just a voice you're I a see. member of the band. Yes. Yeah. Um, Roy Thomas Baker produced that album. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that like? Uh, yeah, his pedigree is so. Oh man. With, Colossal. I know. I mean, <laughs> Queen journey, cheap trick foreigner, Alice Cooper. I mean, so many, so many bands. I think this was his first, his first uh, dipping his toe into the prog rock, I believe. Yeah, I guess I guess it would be. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh it was an interesting experience. I felt like um and I say this with complete admiration and respect yeah. to Roy. He was going through some personal trials at the time, which unfortunately were affecting his uh creativity and being able to sort of pilot the ship if you will. Okay. And that that made things difficult and um so moving on from heaven and earth, <laughs> we okay. all know it's we all know it's not the best album. But really, what it was is uh, it's a collection of demos 
Okay. That were sort of re-recorded with studio technology, but the so- the demos weren't ever, they didn't get the chance to mature into full studio pieces. And that's John, really the essence of what went wrong. <laughs> John, I am so, I am so glad that you just said that about heaven and earth and the honesty that you just said, because again, I love the song believe again that kicks off the album, but I am, I am also lukewarm on that album. And I feel yeah. I wouldn't have said that had you not said it. Um, okay. And I, I'm, I'm glad you did because the two newest albums, the quest and mirror to the sky with Steve producing are amazing records that, yeah. that I hold up there with some of my favorite. Yes. Albums. So um, it's, I like that. I like knowing that the artist also knew that something wasn't what they might've wanted. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yes. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey folks, Pat Francis here from the rock solid podcast. I want to talk to you a little bit about U-turn audio. Let me tell you something. I own a couple of these orbit turntables, brilliant sound, simple design, pure analog experience. They come in a multitude of colors They look cool. They sound even better. You got to get one of these. And you know what? If you want to make your listening experience even better, I recommend plugging in a pair of their Ethos-powered speakers. Look, the turntable has a built-in preamp. All you do is plug these things in, turn them on, drop the needle, and go. Old-school analog power that fits on your bookshelf. Ultra-low distortion, amplification meets classic speaker design. We are talking about Ethos, high-fidelity stereo speakers that deliver immersive analog sound. The link is in the description, but it's easy, uturnaudio.com. Now back to the show. All right, Mirror to the Sky, that's what we're here to promote. That's what we're here to talk about. I kind of went all over the place a little bit, but this record, this record comes out May 19th. I've had the privilege of list, been listening to it for a couple of weeks in preparation for this. And it's just so, so good. It's, I thought the quest was good for me. This one is better. Awesome. All connected written by you, Steve and Billy Sherwood. I just, I just love that song. Explain to us what is all connected about. Do you mean from a lyrical standpoint or musically or just everything? Just, uh, just from a lyrical standpoint. Yeah, actually Billy initiated that one. He came with a lot of great instrumental ideas 
And he had parts where he's singing and he had lyrics. He had quite a developed thing going. And, you know, that doesn't bother me at all. I embrace that. I love that. And I think that's what was so cool about Yes is how much Chris Squire sang. Yeah. So it was really exciting to collaborate on that. Um, lyrically, I'm sort of a metaphysical guy like John Anderson. So I'll put that spin on it. Billy came more with the technical thing of how we're connected, mm -hmm. like literally connected with devices handheld devices and how that is a, a great thing and a very dangerous thing at the same time. And then I, again, put the metaphysical spin on how we're all connected on ways, you know, unseen. And it's a beautiful dichotomy. Somehow that works really well. And we exchange vocal lines and um, did a little bit of that on a song called The Western Edge from The Quest. We are one constellation. similar yes. kind of approach we're very different as songwriters and that's what's so brilliant and we get along as people at the same time so it's great um and steve offered this really great uh steel you know you know what i'm talking about the people out there have no idea what i'm talking right about. yeah hopefully yeah we're, hopefully we're building anticipation oh, absolutely we are I'm yeah telling you people you're gonna love this getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Yeah, so Steve creates this great instrumental steel section that begins the song and crescendos into the song proper, where the vocals come in. Um, we also use that at the end, which bookends the song beautifully. And Billy, again, had all these complex parts um, I know Alan played on some of that and was in the studio at the time of its creation. And um, it's interesting because I was given the responsibility as the vocalist to, you know, even in yes music, as interesting as the instrumental stuff has to is, you have to find a place where there's some kind of semblance support yeah. for a verse, a chorus that. This right. And that yes. And the other. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So I got to rearrange Billy's bits. You know, technology allows that now. You sit with Pro Tools and I could say, well, maybe this is the verse. Let's put this over here. And this section will reserve for the bridge. And, you know, I could just move things around and piece it all together. So I got to arrange 
this grand scale piece as well and sort of determine what follows what, where things go. So a great, rewarding experience. Steve heard it, loved it. Um, it was, it's a very complex song. I think it's all yes. of nine minutes. Yes. Lots of proggy twists and turns. But of course, even with all that, somehow this one really came together smoothly and quickly. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, uh, you know, when you see that a yes song is nine minutes, you're like, yeah, excellent. Love it. I want it. Um, right, that's has- going to be the second single actually as well, coming out very soon. Oh, so people okay, will fantastic. be able to hear this in a matter of days. Okay. That's great. Has this always been your personality, John? Like in high school, you've been, um, as you say, metaphysical type person. Has this always been you? Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, my mom had a lot to do with that, you know, raising me in, in church and developing mm-hmm. that, that sort of sensibility. Um, but, you know, I went on and read books and took my own path. And that's something that's very near and dear to my heart. I feel like that gives me the sanity that I need in this crazy world. Yeah. You, you, uh, you come across to me as a gentle soul and a grounded person and just, um, you know, someone who, who would, who you want to get a hug from, if I can say that, uh. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how you, <laughs> a virtual <laughs> hug. Yeah. Um, and I really think that 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 fits also with this band and this music. Interestingly enough, it does. Yeah. And when I started really getting into spirituality, I remember having sort of a, a yes renaissance. Like I discovered it anew. I already loved it, but I sort of then got into the lyrics and it, it had a double meaning to me at that point. Yeah. Yes is definitely a band that you want to sit down, put the headphones on and have that lyric sheet in front of you yeah. and follow along so you can really get into what is happening with the music and the lyrics. It's a whole experience. Yeah. Yeah. And to be able to sing it too is an additional blessing because I think it's a really healthy thing. I think physically and mentally, like being on stage and performing those uplifting spiritual like songs are, are, uh, it does so much to my well being, really does. I want to talk about another track from Mirror to the Sky, Circles of Time. This is a okay. solo, solo composition by John Davison. It starts with a, an almost a cappella vocal. You sound yeah. fantastic on the track. Time circles, circles of time. Time circles, circles of time. A ticking time bomb orchestrating and dictating our every move. Not lost on me how bittersweet the mockery of irony. Thank what you. was your inspiration for this song? Uh, let's see. It was, I thought really that title that came to me was like, oh, this is probably, we've got to develop this circles of time. So that's really what, what set it off. And I think at the time I had just 
met Emily and we were so mad in love. We still are, by the way. But I mean, like, you know, it was all, you know, the initial excitement of being in love. And um, we had spent some time together, but then I had to go off on tour. And there was this sort of heart-wrenching feeling of having to leave the one you love. And yet it's something I love doing, touring. Yeah. But, and it, it just is sort of, a, it's a simple metaphor really where you have to go in order to come back and how life is full of these circles and the balance of the yin and yang between the, the joys and reluctant sadnesses and things, the circles of, of, of time, that the time governing our lives and requiring that we have to depart. Yeah. That kind of thing. When you're on a long tour, um, how often does your uh, your loved one or your wife get to get to come out and uh, and and see you? How many? How often can that happen? Yes. Well, luckily, my wife Emily, she's the daughter of John Lodge from the Moody Blues. Well, look at that! Wow. Yes, <laughs> that's pretty cool. In fact, I'm wearing my John Lodge shirt. Yes, you are. Isn't life strange? Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> is, is that is that also a Roger Dean um, artwork for that? It show? is. Nice. It is. Yeah, yeah. So she grew up in the industry. She, you know, was not uh, unfamiliar with all the sort of goings on, if you will, and so she was used to touring, especially because she manages John, her Terrific. father. Okay. Yeah, and. Um, so when we met and then the pandemic was over, we were actually, no, I'm sorry. We all toured together in 2019 during a tour called the Royal Affair. Yes. So that was our first tour together and we got to travel all the time. So she was by my side through it all. I was beside her side. So, uh, yeah. And that continues today. Last year, she was with me, with me every step of the way. Excellent. And my other question was going to be, um, cause you know, the joke always is, you know, when you go see a band like Rush or yes, there's not a lot of women in the audience, but she, <laughs> right. she was, uh, she was raised with this type of music. So she gets it and she understands. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. She understands it a lot more than I anticipated. I'd had no expectation, but she actually really does. She's had to because she's heard me sing it all a million times already. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Royal Affair tour, yeah. there is a live album that commemorates that. And I did want to mention that I really enjoy your singing on Paul Simon's America. I, oh, I always love you. that cover by uh, by the band. And, and I was uh, pleasantly uh, pleased to see it on that album. Let us be lovers, we'll marry our fortunes together. We've got some real estate here in my buying. So we bought a pack of cigarettes and Mrs. Wagner's pies and walked on. So, oh, great. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah. It's great. That's another thing. You know, not only have I been able to perform all these great songs within the Yes Canon, but I now have documentation of them. There's actually 
released recordings yes of you know all my my tenure if you will so that's that's really exciting i'm proud of that let's jump back to the quest for a minute uh, yeah future memories also a solo john davison composition ask are your lyrics autobiographical on this song and who was this one written for yeah i'd like to think that they are but more on a subconscious level this mm. one came from when we were starting to well steve had said okay let's do this album and since you're in england why don't you come down to the studio and i thought great and he said and bring any music you have and i thought i currently don't have anything that i feel is Mm -hmm. accurately representative something for yes and i remember the night before sort of rummaging through my lyrical book and picking up the 12 string and like i gotta have something so i sort of wrote it out of um there there was a pressure to deliver something and that was a very healthy creative way of doing it where i was just sort of coerced to do something yeah. so it all happened very quick it happened in a matter of hours and I showed up and I, you know, we plugged me in and I just did my thing. And the final that made it to the album, the final version is actually that demo version. Wow. You're, you're, the demos are strong that you guys do. I mean, they, they seem like they're pretty close to maybe fully formed when you get it, when you get ready to lay it down. So terrific. But I love that song. I really do. Thank you. Thanks so much. That's great. I really appreciate that actually, Pat. Uh, you brought up Taylor Hawkins, and I just wanted to ask yeah. real quick. I, you know, it's um, I think it's been a year now since his passing. Yes, and just about. When you're working with uh, Chris and Alan, and you know that they're not feeling well, and you can, you kind of might know the end is coming. Yeah. Um, that is quite different from when someone passes suddenly like taylor yes yeah you know the outpouring of love for taylor has been immense it still is i live in woodland hills california okay i yeah. i ran into taylor hawkins in my neighborhood <laughs> like three times when the, when the wasting light album came out i was oh, at yeah. a gas station pumping gas and taylor gets out of his car and just just the immediate immediate embrace for a fan when I said, you know, because I saw him and I was like, oh, my God, Wasting Light is awesome. And he came over in a fist bump and started to chat it up. And so um, I just wanted to know what special do you have any special memories of your friendship? You know, someone who is actually a friend with this man. 
Yeah, there are so many. I mean, because we knew each other since the age of like nine and 10. That's unbelievable. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, we used to dance around his room like little geeks wanting to be musicians, listening to Queen Live Killers, and he'd air drum with some sticks he just got. And I'd jump around like a monkey trying to be Freddie Mercury. You know, from day one, we wanted to be rock stars or whatever, you know? So it goes way back. It's yeah. deep. And- yeah. And then to grow up and see your dreams come true, when you guys would yeah. walk in a room together, your the grins must have been so wide on your faces that you've you've achieved the dream. And yeah, yeah, he was so proud of me too because I I was able to make a living doing music in Seattle in the '90s, for example. But it was more of an obscure sort of reality. Sure. And then he got in the Foo Fighters and just took off. Um, but he was so proud that in my 40s, then I had a second chance at like a real career. And he was instrumental in that. You know, he was already friends with Chris. And I think he was really filling Chris's ear about when the time comes, should you need another vocalist? I know the guy. And I think literally like Chris finally acquiesced just to shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's the kind of guy Taylor was. <laughs> that, I mean... Yeah, I mean, with that, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. Ama- just amazing. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it still hurts. It's- it is. You know, the finality can be really daunting. The finality yeah. of his passing. Um, but, you know, and I expect when the phone rings, I expect it's going to be him calling me like he always did. He called me once a week, you know. Um, but then I give myself a pep talk and I remind myself to not get melancholy about it because I do believe that those that move on from this earth, you know, it's, it's about transition. No one ever dies. No soul ever dies. It's, we just transition. And I believe that he's with me and he's guiding me and he's like reminding me of what's most important in life, which yeah. is to love and care and celebrate one another. Uh, and especially when it's a musician, they're never gone because music yeah. just lives on forever and ever. For me, you know, I love music because you can listen to music when you're painting a room or doing your taxes or emptying the dishwasher. You can't do that with a TV show or a movie. You can't, but you can be or fully a, immersed. Or in, a paintbrush in your hand. You right, know? <laughs> right. But you can be fully yeah. immersed in the music while you're doing yeah. other things. Yeah, and, it's this ethereal thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite amazing. You have a side band with Billy and Jay called Arc of Life. Yes. You guys yeah. released an album in 2021. In 2022, an album called Don't Look Down.
Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that the three of you are also members in Yes, how do you determine what songs might be Arc of Life songs and what songs might be Yes songs? Yeah, well, I think that's a very good question, Pat. And I think um, it's all the more important this time to bring in our guitar player, Jimmy Hahn, and yes. keyboardist Dave Kersner. Yes. And let them really sort of help us define what Arc of Life is beyond or independent of Yes. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. All right. And uh, on the last album, I really enjoy a song called Colors Come Alive. Oh, yeah. Cool. So good. John, I wish you all the success with this new record. And I can't wait till you guys touch down here in Los Angeles again, because I'm coming out and hopefully we get to meet in person and say a quick hello. You know, I'd love that, Pat. That would be great. I'll give you that hug then. Okay. I promise. I I would love it. I do want to ask one question before we end in, I believe it was 2016. uh, The band decides to recut the vocals for fly from here. They want to recut them with Trevor Horn. Yeah. You're in the band at that point. Do they ask you if that will be okay? I mean, I know they wanted to make like a drama era lineup record, but do they, since you're in the band, do you, I hope you find out about this before it happens. Yeah. We were all having dinner at Trevor's place and Steve, you know, had mentioned in reaction to Trevor's idea about doing it Mm -hmm. that, you know, John would be happy to take part. And I said, Oh yeah, of course, whatever you guys need. But I knew it was a a personal goal of Trevor's to do it. It meant a lot to him. Okay. And, you know, as a vocalist and, you know, fellow, yes, alum, we're family after all. It's like, you know, go for it, man. Best of luck. And, you know, chase that dream of doing it. I fully supported it. And uh, I enjoy I, I enjoy Fly From Here, the original, and I enjoy Re- yeah. Return Trip, too. Great albums. Yes, I do, too. Uh, I feel like there's no drama in Yes. I feel like you guys are really not only collaborators, but also friends. We really are. 
We really are. It's a special thing. I, I, I'm very uh, inspired all the time by my fellow bandmates. There's no doubt. I, you know, cause you can tell on stage when you, when two band members just, when you catch a glimpse of them looking at each other and a smile comes on their face, that's how you know that there's, there's more of a connection here than just five guys playing the songs. Yeah. And I've seen bands that, you know, don't get along off stage. They travel separately. They get on stage, they do the show and then they leave separately. And that's another thing I like about. Yes. I feel like it's community. Yes. Yeah, it really is. And I'm glad that shows. Yeah. We see it. Good. Um, all right, John, let me tell everyone where we can find everything about. Yes. The website is yesworld.com. Twitter and Instagram at yes official. Mirror to the Sky comes out May 19th. If you guys like the quest, you're going to love this just as much, probably even more. John, here's one last question. We always do a playout song at the end of the episode. So, what song that we haven't talked about yet from Mirror to the Sky? Should we use as our playout song? Well, we've only got one song that's out now, right? You only got one song that's out, but by the time this episode drops, I think gotcha. the whole thing will be out. So I'll be able to drop in anything I want. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, let me just scan in my mind what we've got on the album. Um, what, when does this come out, by the way? At uh, what point? This actually drops the day before the album is released, but I've got the go-ahead to, to drop music in. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a loaded question. I'm sorry, because I want to make sure I don't offend anybody <laughs> what, you in, want me to, in the band. <laughs> you want me to run through some song titles? Yeah. I mean, what I'd love you to do, honestly, yeah. is play one of Steve's songs. It's the first one on what is the bonus album okay which we don't consider a bonus album really let's be okay, honest no. and it's called unknown place okay unknown place Un yeah let me make sure i'm fine i'm looking at that i'm looking at the list i i'm not seeing unknown i'm seeing oh no that's my fault i'm looking at the quest uh, okay okay i'm gonna leave unknown. this i'm not editing this out john because i don't mind making a mistake unknown place it's actually yeah, yeah. i have the nine tracks that's Bonus disc track one, overall track yeah. seven. I will play Unknown Place. Awesome. One of my favorites. Thank you. Okay, John, thank you so much for being uh, the kind musician that you are. Thank you so much for sharing your talent with yeah. uh, my audience and with the world. And I look forward to seeing Yes on Tour in 2023, 24, and 25. And thank you, John. Thank you, Pat. This is great. We got to do this again sometime. Absolutely. When the next album comes out, I'll hit you up again. Sounds good, my friend. You take care. Okay, you too. And everybody else, please enjoy Unknown Place. Oh.